When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there with all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. That's right. Joe's reaching out at you right now. Five star review anywhere you can. If you can, it is greatly appreciated. Plus, if you can like, share, follow, or do anything that you can to sports right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at LakersBall.com, Lakerholics.com, and I'm hoping the crew will get here this weekend for some games. Plus, also as well, the awesome folks at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, coming a day after the two-year anniversary of an unfortunate loss in not only the NBA community, but just basically Lakers communities, Lakers fans, and basketball fans around the world with the passing of Kobe and Gigi Bryant. And yesterday was a hard day for all of us, especially if you're a Lakers fan. Today, it didn't get much better with the news that LeBron James woke up with a sore knee, tried to work it out, unfortunately could not go ahead and get really into a good enough shape to go ahead and play in today's game against Philadelphia 76ers. And it was a difference today because... Even though you got a terrific game from Anthony Davis with just a tremendous performance, 31 points, 12 rebounds, four block shots, it wasn't enough. As Joel Embiid, a very good MVP candidate, and now with the way he's been playing over the past month, probably has moved into the number one slot, chipped in with even on an off game for him, 26 points, which was the first time in a while he scored less than 35 Nine rebounds, seven assists, two block shots for him. Got help from just a whole bunch of players, including Tobias Harris with 23. He had George Niang with 14, Tyrone Maxey with 14. And the Philadelphia 76ers, after a very competitive first half where the Lakers were had a very good spirited active defense and just couldn't quite get enough going on offense, but still stay close unfortunately couldn't keep close in the second half as the Philadelphia 76ers, once they built a double-digit lead, just kept a nice cushion from there. And the 76ers did defeat the Lakers 105-87. to And here today to talk about the game, he's a good man indeed. He is the mastermind behind many of the comments that he makes at LakersBall.com. you got to be part of the game time chat that they have 
at LakersBall.com. In fact, go ahead, be a part of it tomorrow for the game against Charlotte. He is known as Onks1947. It is Joe Soro. And Joe, you can just never stand anything continuously good for this team this year. As soon as someone comes into the lineup, someone comes out and vice versa. I mean, we almost lost all three at one time of our big name players because early in the first quarter, we had both Russell Westbrook turn an ankle and Anthony Davis hurt his wrist. Both came back into the game and obviously AD played very well from there. Russell Westbrook gave you an okay, by the way, 20 points, six turnovers. He really wasn't that much of a factor in the game. We're not going to place the blame on him for today, but again, the rest of the team just didn't show up. Malik Monk, that was in the starting lineup, three for 13, only 11 points, really had an opportunity to shine and unfortunately couldn't get it done. And everybody else just seemingly couldn't buy a basket. The team overall only hit six threes and was 20% for the three-point area, 40% overall. That won't get it done. And 87 points, one of their lowest offensive outputs of the season just wasted a great ad performance tonight in philadelphia wasted is the right word to use for this season uh whether it's their fault whether it's not their fault it's just one of those things where there was some good banter going on on the game time thread uh we have certain members that i think live in the planet denial a lot there's some valid points that they make but in the end there's a reason why this is team basketball. And when you're play, top players, let's say, and again, with this soft, weak, sorry excuse of a, I don't know, I, I'm not going to use the words I really want to use, culture that we're in, where guys are just constantly missing time. We have the John Walls of the world not playing for a whole season because a team wants to tank and you have the Ben Simmons of the world who are throwing tantrums about not wanting to go out and play because they don't like something. You you know, this all kind of starts to make sense why the Lakers are in this predicament. It's just the culture of things now nowadays. And guys don't play 82 games a year anymore. They don't value the game as much. And again, I'm not going to, sit here because I, I i get that excuse from people who don't actually watch or even pay attention i do so i can i can speak they were making 20 million dollars 15 20 years ago too you know jordan was making 35 million the last few years he was playing and he played all 82 games one of the seasons he did and he was Which in his comeback? late 40s well this the third comeback the washington wizards the one that was you know unnecessary so you get into these discussions and there's got to be something there beyond stats and actual cause and effect during the game. So some of the discussion was about how Russell Westbrook wasn't really the problem today. It was everyone else missing the shots. Russell Westbrook had six passes to the wide open guy and they missed them. I said, yeah. okay, the, to, to some degree, there's truth there, but I'm looking at it from a 48-minute process. And, and, and up until now, almost three-quarters of the, of the season, right? It's not just because of tonight. The frustration isn't just because of what happened tonight. It's just a bit, it's, it's a part of what's been going on nonstop 
since the season started. And these losses don't hurt as much if you win the ones you're supposed to win. If the Lakers were a fourth or fifth seed right now and playing relatively good ball, meaning not relinquishing a seven-point lead with two minutes left against the Kings or ruining two games against the Thunder up 20 and games like that earlier in the season when you had an easy schedule and you had enough talent and you were showing, you know, that you were being dominant at some point in the game, so why not win the game? You lose those games and now this loss hurts more. Yes. It's 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 not just tonight. It's constant. And we don't have – I'm going to use a, a football example being that I'm a Steeler fan. Ben Roethlisberger officially retired today. Yes. And I used to tell Steeler fans on other forums, fans that I talked to face-to-face, they didn't believe me when I would say this. And, again, I've never missed a Steeler game this century. Okay, I've seen every game in this century. I know. I've watched them. People would get weird when I'd say Big Ben wasn't really a real leader because I've seen real leadership. I saw Jerome Bettis for his entire career be a leader. Heinz Ward. You know what a leader is. You know what the heart of thing is. Derek Fisher. You know, people obviously are going to talk about Kobe Bryant and his Laker career, but he was a leader in by action, right? But you had that other guy that was kind of like, hey, Kobe's upset. I'm here to hook, you know, help you out. You know, and that was kind of like the the yin and the yang. And before Scottie Pippen started doing stuff, his role during the 90s was to play that, hey, I'm going to calm everything down. I'm the guy that runs the the offense. I'm the one that's going to play defense and I'll I'll be the guy that kind of puts kind of keeps things at bay while Michael Jordan's playing the psycho. Our team doesn't have any of that. Just like on the Steelers, once the Heinz Wards went away, once the James Farriers went away, once the Jerome Bettis went away, everyone was like, "Well, you know, we got we still have Big Ben." I go, "Big Ben is not a leader. He's a great player." He's the quarterback, but he's not a leader. And when you need that leader at that crucial moment, that's where you see that next level thing happen. Somebody used Patrick Mahomes as an example last week, and it couldn't have been dead on. 13 seconds left. He puts on his helmet, and he wills that team saying, what, 13 seconds? I can do that in 13 seconds. Imagine now. What else can be what else cannot be done, right? We don't have that, even with a LeBron James. And LeBron James is not a bad guy. I'm not saying he's not somewhat of a leader, but I, I don't see I don't I've never seen him be that guy that can grab your heart and go, let's do this. You know? And it makes sense in the end of the day. AD is kind of the you know, same situation, you know, and obviously Russell Westbrook is no way in, in no way that way either. Steph Curry has that ability. 
who else would be a good example in the I, I, uh, Giannis? Giannis, I could Giannis can kind of give you that leadership where he kind of brings you back up, and then obviously he plays Chris a lot Paul. with emotion, as you saw in the finals. Uh, he plays a lot of emotion. He plays a lot yeah. with 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 just sheer will. No, he doesn't have the beautiful stroke or a lot of the grace sometimes that a lot of these other players have. He has just sheer will and sheer power and sheer drive, and he's he wants to score that basketball. And he wants to play harder than you. And just to see that kind of performance from Giannis in the finals, I mean, surely dictates that. He willed his team to that championship. And I think that's something that I think, like what you're speaking about, it goes a long way. But right now when you talk about the Lakers on a day when you don't have LeBron – this is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, the numbers weren't bad when you look at it on the surface, and I'm certainly not going to go ahead and fall too much the date of, for Russell Westbrook. Would you have liked Her- Herculean numbers You know, when you don't have LeBron in the lineup from both AD and Westbrook? Can we get one? Yeah, can, can we get uh, one? We got, I think well, we got one with AD. AD was great today. AD was great on the offensive we, end. Okay. We brought in Russell Westbrook. Okay. This is why I was excited about this. This is why. We knew Russell Westbrook could not be a number one. We saw he couldn't be a number two. A number three, an aging LeBron. He's a point guard. He can get to the hole. Yeah, he can't shoot, but I didn't care about that. I said, well, today there's plenty he shot of shoot- well today. That's fine, well but that's the that's the issue. The issue is it's not it's not really about today. The frustration today is not really about today. It's a it's it's an accumulation of just because they play the NBA's easiest it, it's schedule. A, the first it, half. They're constantly being beat by twenty, and I don't care if LeBron is out one game and then and then he's in and then Le, and then eighties out. You should not be getting beat every time someone's missing out of the lineup, no matter who it is, by 20 every damn time. That shows that there's no, there's no, I don't, I don't even know if the word system is right, which, you know, I've been, I've been frustrated with the fundamentals in general. Like there's, this team has zero fundamentals other than maybe Reeves. I've seen Reeves do it to some degree AD. There's some fundamentals there where you see, the development of a play or the extra, you know, uh, jump on, on an offensive rebound. I mean, shoot, the last game, we, 16 and 0 before we got our first offensive rebound, and it took Reeves practically flying from half court to go get it. This has been a constant. Last year, the issue they had last year is they had, it was like, it was crazy how no matter what game it was, they had a three to four minute drought in every game where they didn't score. And that was the catalyst to all this. I believe if they hadn't been that, if that hadn't happened during the year, I think the Lakers would have ran this back. So what happened was um, Rob overcorrected 
he overcorrected, and I'm not, I'm not fronting again. I agreed with it, so I, I'm to blame too. I supported it. Okay, he overcorrected. He went more offense, started bringing guys that can shoot, whatever that means, and then brought a third star that could cover the games that the stars miss. Except that's not happening. It didn't happen. Russell Westbrook shooting forty three percent wasn't what's not why we knew he couldn't shoot. What we needed him to do is cover the second and one star when they were out. Let's say we had, I had given it an, a, a rough number. I said if if AD misses ten games, uh, ten to let's say ten games. If LeBron misses ten games, they're near. I even said ten to fifteen. You have at least Westbrook to kind of massage those games a little bit and cover you. That that hasn't happened. I think I I remember distinctively that he 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 really played well with one of the big two out, and where he was where it was you could you couldn't deny that it was because of him we won that game. I can't even remember the game because it was so long ago. I only remember one, and at this point I don't want to blame everything on Westbrook. He is who he is, and I actually kind of feel bad for him. I do feel bad for him. I, I know he's trying. There was some games there where he didn't have any turnovers, and you can tell he was really trying to not create problems. But the problem is his game doesn't work with this team, no, no matter it, what's going on. And it doesn't, and it doesn't. I'll give you that. In fact, I said that from the get-go. I'm Like as, you know, it's being noted, as Laker Tom noted, I'm the one who was very vehement about not getting Westbrook on this team. And I'm not going to blame today's loss on him. I'm, you know, basically it's a team effort and it's team loss. The team stopped its effort once they got into double digits as far as the, the, you know, as far as how much they were behind. And you could see the effort just start to derail from there. And it, you're right, Joe. This is not about tonight necessarily. This is about what we're seeing from them all season long, especially when they had the NBA's easiest schedule the first half of the season and they were predominantly at home and wasted so many home games. It was just very disappointing to see this. So you cannot have a game where LeBron has to sit out and you lose by 18 because you. this is what happens. When you have tough stuff like this, you fall down below 500. So now you're 24 and 25. You're struggling to keep the eighth spot in the Western Conference, which the team is right now, which means right now they're facing head-on a possible play-in game that they're looking at. In fact, right now they're in ninth place in the Western Conference as we're talking about this. So they need to go ahead and understand that they spent so much time with so many lost games earlier in the season. The games like these, which normally shouldn't come back and bite you if you're a good team. Okay, you chalk it down as a loss and you move on. Now is the point where these losses hurt even more. And I agree with you. Analyzing the momentum now on where it's going portland is going to continue to get worse because almost half their team is going to be out for the year well portland right now yes when this year little so they're they're in the 10th spot right yeah they're they're in the 10th spot they're three and a half games behind the lakers so it's pretty much a sure thing that the lakers will stay in the plan but the thing is do you want to be a 10th seed do you want to be a ninth seed do you want to be an eighth seed Let's try to see if we can get the Lakers out of a play-in scenario. But the problem is you have to go ahead and have your players on the court at the same time. And I hear all the time from the people who are trying to defend the Lakers all the time, vehemently, that, okay, we need to have them play together all the same time. They've only played together, meaning LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook for 16 games. Well, again, 
they got to stay on the court themselves all together at the same time. Even if that's the case, you should have enough stars or good players out there on the team that should be able to make up for it with all these other teams that you played against in the first half of the season that were not as good as you guys, or at least not as good as the roster that you put out there. So I don't know. At this point in time, it's very frustrating for Lakers fans. This roller coaster ride that we're still going through, seemingly up and down, the great win at Brooklyn, followed by today. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow in Charlotte? Will we have AD? Will we have LeBron? Who knows? Because we're going to go ahead and just play it by ear because that's seemingly been the case for the entire year. I do want to mention before we head on out, my friend, that Stanley Johnson, who was in the starting lineup today, only two points, three block shots, seven rebounds, did play some good defense at times on Joel Embiid. He got a contract for the rest of the season and a team option for next season. So we'll see what happens with him. Offensively, he can't give you a whole lot consistently, but defense, obviously, he does provide a lot of that. And I also want to mention as well the starting lineups for the All-Stars were mentioned. So let's uh, hear some of your thoughts on this. So I want to go ahead and let everybody know that the West and East All-Stars starters were named today after all the voting was done. And Steph Curry, John Morant, LeBron James, Andrew Wiggins, a surprise there, and Nikola Jokic are the West starters. And in the East, it's Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid in the East. I'm going to say right now, I think that the West with Andrew Wiggins is a very great surprise. He was someone who we considered on many of our lists that could make the back end of the all-star roster. But for some of us, we didn't have him on the all-star rosters when we were going over it. Your thoughts on the Eastern Western all-stars before we head on out. I don't care. <laughs> well, I would love to see. I thought, I thought it was exaggeration Kentucky. with uh, Steve Kerr saying this is one of his best moments in his coaching career with Wiggins being uh Picked, you know, I guess I sort of get it, but me being, uh, I guess the get off my lawn generation guy, or at least the last of it, where the heck has this been? Where was this guy five years ago? Why did he he start? He doesn't have to play like as a number one in Golden State. I mean, there's so many other options for them. He could just go ahead and throw What is a on number one in end? Golden State? I mean, really, when they were winning championships, at least the second and third time, who was the leader there? And again, that's that's stuff that all started with Shaq and Kobe. That's the one negative thing about the Shaq and Kobe era that just destroyed everything after it, which was whose team is it? Who's the most important player? And in the end, and that one part that I respect immensely, respect Steph Curry for, because he could have easily said, no, no, I'm the man here where, you know, blah, blah, blah. He always played, hey, if Kevin Durant wants to come here, let's do it. If, you know, Clay wants a few extra ball, you know, shots, let's do it. You know, here's Wiggins. I think it's a testament to more of Steph Curry's availability and team mentality. Yes. And that should be a big part of why his greatness is great. No, and yeah, we need I, to start pumping that up. Forget about the threes. Forget about the three titles. Steph Curry is the embodiment, in my opinion. He is the guard version of Tim Duncan. He is the guard version of Tim Duncan. And I think 
if anything, if they ask Wiggins, you know, what was the change? What was this? I mean, again, I know Kerr has his moments, but I think ultimately we can thank the boys, you know, the Clay Thompson and Steph Curry for allowing him to be himself and again, not have as much stress, like you said. Yeah, I mean, um, that team is perfect for him. He just has to go out, shoot 40% plus threes. And then play great defense, and that's what he's been doing. And that's all he's asked to do, and that's something that's really worked for him. Previously, when he was a number one pick, so much pressure was put on him. I can understand why it's not for everybody. We've seen how many number one choices have we seen in all the major sports bust over the years because so much pressure was put on him. You obviously saw that he couldn't handle being that number one player, so he goes to a team like Golden State, which says, you know, we we've already got a number one player. And we've already got a great offense that we work in. We just want you to fit right in. And he's done a great job in doing so. It's nice. Um, I guess maybe I'd be more enthusiastic. And more... I just don't think he's an all-star, personally. I no, just not a starter. Definitely not. I feel like a lot of the the excitement, this, this, the excitement of the all-star game started to dwindle, I'd say, probably about five, five six years ago. It start it, it, the, the All Star Game was always an offensive game, but I, I felt like before then there was there was at least some pride in trying to win, right? And then uh, two years ago they had that uh, that uh, was right before the um, the pandemic. They had that selection thing. I thought that was cool because there, whoever got to the number to win was going to be the winner, and that's kind of how we grew up playing basketball. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, as far as the players that are playing in it, um, I don't have any, I don't know. I don't have any feeling for it. Uh, the, the more, You're the more the, the John one. wall, the more the John walls, the more the Ben Simmons, the more of these athletes that keep coming into the league and don't value, you know, cause you started seeing also in the last five to six years where people didn't want to play in the all-star game. And to me, that's just, you know there's no connection with these guys. There's no excitement. Like, Ooh, we're going to go watch magic and Jordan and Tim Duncan and Kobe. And, you know, they're going to, you know, be doing this thing and, you know, we're going to be able to watch them all play with each other. You know, that, 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 that moment is gone. I don't even, we're not even excited about the starters. I remember it was a big deal. It was a big deal when the starters were announced. Uh, Shoot. I remember when Shaq got picked, his rookie year, there was this huge, like, week-long, like, how do you put Shaq in as a starter above Patrick Ewing? Like, people cared. Now, I don't know. I don't know if there's a connection with everybody anymore. And if I wasn't such a huge sports guy, because I have, you know, I have all the friends that, you know, circle around me with all their BS and uh, selfish athletes and blah, blah, blah. That bothers me, too. I'm just like, look. It's sports. It's exciting. It's competition. That's why I keep watching it. Plus, I love my teams. So if we got to deal with a couple of prima donnas, well, you know, so be it. Life isn't always going to be perfect. So <laughs> uh, the All-Star Game, I would say not really excited for it. I have no feeling for Wiggins being a starter. It doesn't matter to me either way. Trey Young, maybe because of his record, you probably would say, okay, maybe not. But I think Trey Young is obviously on a personal level is playing like an all-star. Again, his team has got to get in better shape, and they have been playing better recently. But for the most part, they were good picks. And I think, again, 
the excitement over the All-Stars, you're right, over the past decade has not been what it once was and the intensity and things of that nature. For it's a lot of things, them. too. It, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of things, too, Gerald. I mean, I, I, I know... I know, um, I know I'm not, I hate to, I hate to be that guy that says, Hey, you know, how about sometimes I'm watching these games and these guys look like they just got up from, from bed and like be, be a little presentable, like have some class. Um, I don't think we have that either. I think that plays a big part in it too is, you know, you used to have Kobe coming in with, you know, some good gear and, Shaq always had his thing. Like there was some, I don't know, um, showmanship. Well, I don't know. And, to me, I, I think I don't think that's the case. I just think right now, when you're paid the amount that they are paid, I think that heavily weighs into what they're doing on a on a. Let's say, like you, for instance, the All Star, which is a, basically a glorified exhibition. You don't want to give a hundred percent. And see, that's yourself. no. I, there's one sport. Because I used to always get irritated by they had to pick every all at least one all star from every major league baseball team, and then football, you know, they, they, you know, five people can say I'm not playing, and then the sixth guy ends up going to the Pro Bowl, right, at, at the linebacker position. The NBA was different. The NBA was everyone that made the All Star game. You're like, you're you're talking more about oh my god, I can't believe he got snubbed. That that was more of the discussion versus ah oh, man, what's this guy doing over here? You know, there was just not enough players. Like Lillard didn't make the All Star team for what the first six years. That's how 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 you're talking the best of the best of the best, and money and all that. Again, I'm not gonna buy that. I'm not gonna buy the money thing because they've been making this kind of money for 20 years. What is it? Where's Where's the movie star athletes? You know, it's it's like it's gone. There's no more. You if it's it's an expi- exhibition game, we want we want to be entertained. This is the good time to entertain and you know enjoy the 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 athlete who's got skills that very few people have, and we'd like to see some maybe some personality. And again, maybe I might be venturing in too much into the the show side of it, but then again, why are we watching the All Star game? You know, where's the personalities? That's that's kind of where where I stand on that. And well, I, um, I don't want to go into that. I mean, he's again, it's he's, just you're talking about an all star game, okay? And you're talking about the he's had best a pretty players good in the season. world. He's had a pretty good season, so I think they're just crediting him. Again, he's been part of a, a team that's at or near the top for the most of the season. At, yeah, Am I being too harsh, Gerald? <laughs> I think you're being a little bit too harsh. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But, you know, again, it is the all-star lineups that were announced, retweeted at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. Or if you have any comments, concerns, questions, you can always hit us up, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Once again, the Lakers will be playing tomorrow at 4.30 p.m. Pacific. They'll be facing off against Charlotte and continuing this Grammy road trip. 
right now, as far as the overall on the road trip, they're pretty much up and down again. So, I mean, they're two and two. So we'll see if they can go ahead and get back on the winning side of this road trip. But before we head on out, Joe, I mean, did you guys go ahead and have a great time at LakersBall.com and the game chat? It ended a lot like how this show's ending right now, where it was a lot of negativity. <laughs> oh, well, okay. No, Maybe no, it was fine. There, there was there was some spats. And again, this is the this is the uh this is the life of a of a Laker fan, you know. We're we're spoiled. We're we're expecting championships. And when you have LeBron James on your team who's playing at a high level still, and then you have Anthony Davis who's was arguably before this sheet this season a top five player. Um and then of course he showed why he might still be if he's healthy to tonight. You, you you want you want the results. You want the results of winning. But um I again personality wise, I'm 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 ex- I'm extremely happy when it's warranted, but then I'm also pretty brutal when it's not warranted. Now that is a subjective situation. I know some people look at things a different way. I think a lot of my frustration is the fact that I don't remember being this off on what I thought was going to be good. There was a little bit of, there's a little bit of a reminder of 2012 when, when Dwight Howard and Steve Nash came in, but that situation was different because there was some positiveness until of course, Colby got, uh, until Kobe blew out his Achilles. There was, there was some momentum being built there. Whereas this season, there's been nothing. It's been, Three quarters of a season of nothing. It's it's they win two games, three games in a row, four games. It then then they lose two out of the next three. It there's never been a positive in any of this, any of this season at all, and it's just kind of getting to the point where where I just want to get to the summer and find a way to figure out what the next move is. And again, I'm not gonna fault Rob. I'm not gonna fault Frank. I've been trying to support Frank. Frank is not Pat Riley, folks. Frank is not Phil Jackson. I think people also forget that that's not the case. However, he does need the right tools for him to really show his ability. And right now, his tools are a little rusty. I don't think it's exactly what he needs. And I don't want to put a lot of blame on him. And again, there's nothing out there. The NBA players don't let coaches coach in general. It's very hard to be a good coach, great coach in the NBA. It's probably the worst place to coach. You might have two coaches every year that you could say have a good hold on the team, regardless of which star is on there or not. Greg Popovich is still that one. Who's the other one? Maybe Eric Spolstra? Maybe. That's another podcast for another day. Right, but that's because the the godfather's behind him. So, again, Uh, I think there are better coaches out there. I think there's a list of good coaches. Oh, no, they're great. But who is respected, right? Maybe uh, Monty Williams to a degree now, but then well, again. Nick Nurse is also respected because sure. of the job he's done in Toronto. I know Taylor Jenkins, the job he's done in Memphis, he's earned a lot of respect for. So I really think that you just it, it, there are good coaches out there. Frank Vogel is a good coach. Like you said, he's just not been given all the correct tools. And we'll have to see what we can do to try to fix it from here. But tomorrow, the game is at Charlotte. And Joe will be there on the chat board at lakersball.com so please go ahead be part of the conversation today at lakersball.com plus also as well we're going to go ahead and let everybody know that again we'll be back tomorrow after the game so please go ahead 
and join us here at Lakers Fast Break on Facebook. Also, a big shout out to everyone out there on YouTube that goes ahead and watches us there. We got a big crowd watching always, so we truly appreciate it. But we will be back tomorrow for the Lakers, who are now 24 and 25 in ninth place in the Western Conference. Can they climb back up the standings? We'll find out if LeBron, AD, and Russ all go ahead and be part of the same game tomorrow night in Charlotte, and we'll wrap it up for you right here at the Lakers Fast.